Check out the original DG Designs at David Gardner's Jewelers, 911 University Drive, in front of audio video. Youth homelessness. To help or get help, go to covenanthouse.org. Want to get out of just about anything and look like an earth-saving hero? Just use the environment excuse. High school reunion? Ooh, sorry, can't. Planetary obligations. Unfortunate bridesmaid's dress? Unfortunately, you promised the climate you'd buy more vintage. Chauffeuring teens? Yeah, the Earth really needs them to hoof it. That's right, the environment is always the best excuse. So go ahead, ask your bay to dim all the lights because carbon emissions. Tell your dad bought a dad to eat more plants for the planet, obviously. Kindly tell the kids to stop asking for a new phone. I mean, e-waste, right? Find your out and opt in to cutting carbon. Just visit theenvironmentexcuse.org. A public service announcement brought to you by WildAid. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And have a most excellent New Year. Excellent. From the zone. From the zone. It's Christmas. This is KZ&E College Station Brian. In Texas, there's usually just two seasons. We can go from summer to winter in one day. At Superior Air Repair, we're used to the quick change, and we can keep your home or business comfortable no matter what the temperature outside. We are still locally owned and have been serving the Brazos Valley's homes and businesses since 1999. So give us a call today at 979-775-8700 or go online to superiorairrepair.com. I'm Carl Walthall. You can trust Superior Air Repair because you can trust in me. For more than 20 years, Lucko Ranch Pond and Lake Management has been the trusted partner for comprehensive private lake and pond management services throughout Texas and its surrounding states. Lucko's pond design and construction services can build a new lake or an improve an existing one, and the stocking and fisheries management can create a sport fishery or trophy bass hotspot. Contact us online at LuckoRanch.com, spelled L-O-C-H-O-W, LuckoRanch.com. Welcome to the Writer's Roundtable with your host, Chip Hauer, along with Robert Cessna and Rusty Burson. The Writer's Roundtable is brought to you by 808 Technologies and Lucko Ranch Pond Management. All right, welcome back. Glad to have you with us. And this just in. We are in overtime of the famous toastery bowl. Old Dominion coughed up a 21-point second-half lead. It's like the Rangers' bullpen. <laughs> Four turnovers will do that for you. Yeah. It's like the Houston Cougars basketball team. I don't have a dog yeah. in this fight, but since the Western Kentucky coach, after bringing his team all the way back, decided to kick the tying extra point and not win the game at the end of the game, I'm against him. <laughs> I'm hoping Old Dominion just blows it out. I'm just hoping for some free toast. Uh, oh, we're going to get toast. Yes. They have a toast mascot on the field, too. Oh, sweet. Have you ever seen a toast mascot? I had not either. I have not. But I'm going to tell you, it's a good-looking toast mascot. I'm just really disappointed that AM wasn't in the bid for the Pop-Tarts Bowl, because I really like We were Pop-Tarts. just talking about the yeah. Pop-Tarts Bowl. I want I want to go to a Pop-Tarts had they, Bowl. Had they, have they been to the Cheez-Its Bowl? No. I, mean, I don't think they have, no. right? No. Now, that's the bowl I would go to. Mm. I like my Cheez-Its. Mm. 
I mean, the the Chick Fil A Peach Bowl has got to be the best, right? Right. Uh, now. You know, big if they're giving you Chick Fil A, right, right, it used right. to be just Chick Fil A Bowl, right? I mean, right, that was, right. When they and them played in it against Duke, it was just the Chick Fil A. Correct. Bowl. Yeah, but yeah. I miss the Weed Eater Bowl. The Poulon Weed Eater Bowl. That's that. That was in the Independence Bowl. I, I don't miss anything about Shreveport. That is one of the most god awful cities I've ever been to in my life. I'm I'm just I'm just here for the the like free food. So it needs to be yeah, a yeah. food sponsor. Well, look, I, I will tell you. I think the Cotton Bowl is as good as it gets. Oh, for sure. Because I mean, they're serving you full meals, three meals a day in the press room, oh, and yeah. it's and it's good, right? Oh yeah, Fiesta Bowl is pretty good too. Is it back okay. especially back when it was Tostitos? You had chips and dip pretty much in any room you okay, went to. Okay, so you I, you know, I went to the Cotton Bowl for I don't know how many Cotton Bowls I've covered. I started going when I was a young child. So I've, I've, I've been to the Cotton Bowl all my life. So I went to the Sugar Bowl for the first time. I went to the Sugar Bowl, and the Cotton Bowl has everything. They have parties every night for the press. They mm-hmm. have they have food every night for the, they have all kinds of stuff. Right, mm-hmm. the Sugar Bowl. It's like hey, there's Bourbon Street. Y'all have a good time. Now, the one thing they did is they had this Sunday jazz brunch, okay? Hmm. And it was great. I mean, it was it was everything you'd want a New Orleans jazz brunch to be. But that was the only thing they did for the media in like four days. Hmm. The rest of the time, it's like, hey, if you can't figure out what to do on Bourbon Street, we can't help you. <laughs> well, you know, when, when A&M went to the Orange Bowl, it was during 2020. They didn't yes. even have, like, a meal. It was just wow. in and out, get out of there, no no nothing. Wow. So that was a little yeah, bit of a not, disappointment. Yeah, that's but, not good. Yeah. That's not good at all. Yeah, I think I got, like, a notebook when I went to the uh, Independence <laughs> Bowl. Yeah, it's like I'm, I'm told the Sun Bowl isn't real good on, on gimmies either. Yeah. <laughs> the Cotton Bowl has had some good giveaways. You know, they oh, man, some, yeah. they, they gave. They, jackets and all it was awesome yeah i still have half the stuff they, they used gave to me. put us up at that uh las colinas yes hotel. they did which was, was a nice. great hotel yeah, yeah i remember one year they were playing another name and it was icy and i had to drive across that you know the the loop around that goes over yes, yes. that towards fair park yeah it was like that was scary driving up that <laughs> thing. That was uh I got a nice uh, cotton bowl quarter zip. Uh, I from do too. Doing the uh, well from last year from doing the football writers association no way. American committee because the cotton bowl is a co-sponsor for that. So I got a nice little no North way Face cotton bowl zip up from last year. Yeah. Well, you know that must have been left over from the one I got like several years ago. <laughs> but it, they're good. I yeah. mean, that would, they were excellent. So, so uh, that would tell you a story of a long term bowl games. I got hired at Twelfth Man Foundation in December of '98. Right, so. Uh-huh. I was there for the Aggies winning the Big 12 Conference Championship. And so my boss at the time, not just Homer, but my boss at the time, Miles Marks, part of the, the perk of working on senior staff at 12th Man Foundation is everybody got a championship ring just like the, the football okay. team. Uh-huh. So anyway, Miles comes by and he's passing out the championship rings and he comes by my office and he says, Hey, Rusty, uh, since you started in December, we don't have a ring for you. But just wait till the next time the Aggies win a conference championship, <laughs> we'll get you one. Hey, and that was 25 years 25 ago. 25 years ago. So, anyway. Wow. There you go. Wow. Okay, so it's it serves Old Dominion right. They just got a field goal block. By the way, that's the second block kick that they've had. Four turnovers, two block kicks. And it looks like they're going to screw around and lose the game in the twenty-one point advantage. So not Look, be, you can't. Not, I, I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt, but you you can't 
uh, quantify the excitement when the famous toastery bowl plays at two o'clock in the afternoon on a Monday <laughs> well, before Christmas. It may only be topped by the famous Idaho potato bowl. The yeah. uh, on the Bluefield, yeah, in yeah. Boise, right? Yeah, the famous Idaho potato. Bowl. I mean. Sign me up for Boise at the end of December, right? The right. weather's got to be great. You know, there's a game tomorrow that's yes. played in Frisco, and I've never heard of Scooter's Coffee. Scooter's Coffee. I had never Frisco heard Bowl. of Famous Toastery. It, Scooter's Coffee. It, isn't it those little bitty shacks that you drive through? Like it's it's like basically a the, yeah, it's just a drive through. Kind of okay. like a Dutch Bros type okay, setup. Okay. Yeah, we don't have any here, do we? Uh, I don't think so. They're up in. Uh, I've seen a few up in DFW. Okay. I'm, I'm confident yeah. that after today, after we have talked about the toast, that we're going to have a toast franchise here. Well, this is some serious sports talk we're into. So. Well, I, I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, I think I'm I'm hopeful that. That all the media that went to Charlotte to cover this game at least got toast. Well, yeah. the, I mean, nothing is more sports writer than talking about the, the press box meal. And free stuff. Exactly. And free stuff. <laughs> we, had, we had a little Eagle Christmas get-together last night. And listen, everybody took home a doggy bag from the food because sports journalists oh, yeah. will never pass up free food. Exactly. So, you yeah. can't. How can you? This, so nothing is more sports, sports <laughs> talk go. than free All food. Right. Uh, let's do a little basketball, uh, gentlemen. Uh, Travis, your thoughts on I get to talk to you after the game. Your thoughts on Saturday. Yeah. Um, it's like two different games. Exactly. Man, I'm sitting and, the first half. I'm going... God, Houston is really good. Yeah, because they're making shots, right? I'm going. Right. They're really good. Right, right. And and you know, it was it was funny that Kelvin Sampson said what he said because it was really true. The second half, Buzz Williams, the Aggies, they they threw the offensive playbook in the garbage and said, "Wade, go, go out win and be the game." Hero is what yeah. Kelvin Sampson said. Go and win he, the game. He he darn near did it. He almost um, did on it on his on his own. I you know I I think if if you I think that. It was better to look at the big picture with this team after the game than that individual game. That's because, what I thought. Because I think there wasn't a whole lot of shot. I think even if you look at Ken Palm, I know I'm a I'm an analytics guy. People can can yell at me about that. There was like an eighty percent chance, or like there was eighty percent favorites on yes. on Ken Palm. Houston was. I, they're going to go into these next two games with a seven and four record. I know that doesn't make anybody happy, but it's a exponentially different four loss record than the no five question. loss record that they have no, going uh, no question than, than last year because they're all of their losses are against good teams and right now they took the by a lot of metrics by the net now by Ken Palm uh, the number one team analytically in the nation to the absolute wire without Tyrese Radford who is a could be a 30 point scorer with what I are we going to see Tyrese Radford? I think he'll be back soon. Okay. He should be back soon. Okay. And I have my doubts. He, I, I mean, I, I, we'll see. I hope you're right. Yeah. We'll, he, we should see him back soon. And, but I don't know if I'm, – I'm not convinced that Henry Coleman is 100%. Because, you know, he had that turned ankle in the uh, ESPN Invitational. And since then, you know, he was, he was almost bank for a double-double in the yes. first half of the season. Yes. And he hasn't been. I mean, you You're look right. at Bart Torvik. He was the four, you know they. I can't remember what the exact stat is called, but it's basically like WAR in baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. wins. He was number four in the nation yes. in that. You're right. Uh, coming into these games, everyone wanted to talk about Wade Taylor. He was the key to the success early. Yep. Um, they they have they have multiple ways of winning a ball game. What concerns me is not this last game. It's 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 the first half. But it goes back to the Memphis game, and there are times when Wade Taylor looks awful. I mean, absolutely awful. That 
that Memphis game, I'm like, get him out. I mean, he's hurting this team. And there was times in the first half that I was like, man, this guy's pressing it way too hard. Now, obviously, he comes back and he looks like Wade Taylor. I mean, the, the SEC preseason player of the year, right? But in the second half, but man, there's just times when he just like seems like he's looks like he's a freshman. You know what's again. gonna be interesting to me is to see if that second half performance jump starts the rest of the season yeah. for him. Because by his account and by the coach's account, what we were speculating apparently was absolutely true. There was a lot of weight on Wade Taylor's shoulders as the preseason uh, SEC Player of the Year and an All-American, right? To yeah. live mm-hmm. up to that. And without boots, right? Mm-hmm. And and if Coleman is is hurting, and I'm 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 giving up on Marble. I don't think that's gas coming. Yeah, back. I don't think he is either. But but you know, I'm hopeful that what happened on Saturday in the second half jump starts the rest of the season for him. Yeah, because he's too good. I, I think, I mean, yes, you need points out of, of Wade Taylor. I think the thing that hurt them the most in the Memphis game was the turnovers. I, I, I think no doubt. that's the, the biggest thing. But really and, the thing— And Wade was responsible for a lot of those. Right, he yes, had five. He was. That's yeah. what I'm saying. With, with, with turnovers with Wade, I, I, I think that the biggest concern, we talked about this last week, is the defense— and I liked what they did on defense against Houston. They really kind of uh, in went, the second half. In the mm-hmm. second, well, it was early in the game, and then in the second half, it was a two-three, uh, two-three zone. And, I hate to, yeah, I hate to, got I it. hate to interrupt. <laughs> Western Kentucky has kicked a field goal in overtime to come all the way back and stun Old Dominion. Absolutely stunned them. They scored 24 unanswered points in the second half. 38-35 Western I think it has a lot to do with when you started talking about this. Wins the famous Toastery Bowl. There you go. I may go go cover that thing next year. (laughs) And and, and then bring you all some toast back. There you go. Yes, I like it. But with with the defense, they ran more of like a 2-3 zone with a trap that kind of rotated. It put a lot of pressure on... Uh, Houston on the perimeter mm-hmm. and on their ball handlers and, and let, slow down the offense. It's not going to work every time, but I think mixing that in was was huge. And I think it really was an improvement on what I said last week was I think defense was the, the, the key you did. To, to make this round. And they, they made a few adjustments, and I liked it. Okay. Uh, look, A&M, as, as inept as they were in the first half, scored 66 points against Houston, which is the most points that Houston's given up this season. Now, we did speak the fact that they had not played a really good schedule, right? They, mm-hmm. they just hadn't played a lot of good teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we know that Houston's defense, it doesn't matter who you're playing, they can shut teams down. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, and they, they hit some big shots late when A&M came They back. did. Uh, Sharp, yeah, that Sharp yeah, kid yeah. was Sharp. just like, where did he – he had scored 25 the game before, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm looking, I'm going, who – because I've seen Houston play, right? And mm-hmm. I've watched several of their games. It's like – who is this guy? And he hit big shot after big shot on oh, Saturday. Oh, he did. I mean, especially after A&M tied him And up. free throws. Yeah, and, you know, the free throws, obviously, Coleman missing those two were killers. Too. It's killer. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I went and watched again. I, I'm thinking to myself after the game, I, said, I I just don't think Henry took enough time at the free throw line. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, they gave the ball, and I watched. I just turned it over to ESPN something for the replay just that last minute and a half. And I went, 
you know, I just I don't because he's not a bad free throw. He's worked no, hard. He yeah. was like seventy yeah. percent, right? Yeah. And uh, I mean, look, I'm not putting that on him because it, even if he'd have made both free throws, there's certainly no guarantee that A and M would have gotten it overtime or won the game. But it would have been nice to find out, right? Yeah. And I'm not even thoroughly convinced. I know you, it's not the best strategy. I'm not thoroughly convinced that he wasn't trying to miss the second one. He may have been. Um, he looked. He, he looked over it. at Buzz. Right. And but I think and the guys were across from Buzz that were doing TV said Buzz told him to make it. Okay. Now whether that's true or not, I don't know. Because he did definitely put a lot more. He did. Fl- loft he on did. it, looking like maybe to try to get, and, a, and he followed it really quickly. Yeah. Right. So yeah. maybe he did. Bounce, yeah. 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 But but I you know. People are. I know uh, Twitter and everything else is mad at the. Twitter's the record, always mad, right? And, <laughs> and and is mad at at that performance. But man, yes, there's some missing parts here. Yes, they need to tweak the defense. But but when you look at around the SEC, I, they still look like one of the top three teams in the SEC. I just don't know how. It, it, like last year, you know, I mean, they were a great SEC team. And they got exposed early in the tournament. I just don't know with what we're seeing right now if you can look down the road and go, hey, this is a really good tournament team. Now, I, I agree with you because there's, you know, I got to say, how good is Ole Miss? I know they're unbeaten. I they haven't played anybody either. Right. You know? and, they, and they got a one point win over Detroit Mercy. Right? Yeah, yeah. And so, and then they got a three point win over Sam Houston. So, I've looked at them, and you know there are obviously Kentucky's. Look, beside big, Kentucky and 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 Tennessee. And uh, Auburn, I think, is is coming on. They're well, they're, they're going to be doing pretty things good. The right way. I hate the to legal see, way. Yeah, I hate Auburn. to yeah. I hate to say that, but yeah. they they look pretty good. Yeah, but I'm not sure. Top to bottom, the league is great this year. No, I don't think they're so. not good defensively. If you want to look at a lot, right? Of the exactly. Numbers. And A and M. I mean, I, here's the thing about it. A and M's offense is ugly. It is ugly. It is the 2020 Texas A and M football offense, <laughs> where you're never going to see a deep shot. But they're going to get the job done because they're the number six offense in the country. They remind me a little bit of that, like that 2006, you know, seven or team that just got in tournament for the first time. Mm-hmm. You know, they won games, first team to 50, it, like that. That yeah, was yeah. the AM yeah. offense. Yeah. You know, that first Billy Clyde or second Billy Clyde team. But their defense isn't good enough to do that. Right. Wait, right. It's not even first team to because they're, they're scoring points. Um, they have they're, scored some points. They're, they're yeah, they points. Yeah. It's just that their offense is based on getting offensive rebounds and getting second chance mm-hmm. points, which is it's ugly, but it works. I mean, it, that, that it, it really works. And then they and had get to get to the line, which they did yeah. on Saturday, right, by the way. Right. They did not against Memphis, but they did get back to the line on Saturday. And I don't know. Maybe I'm the eternal optimist. I think that that plays well into a tournament team. Because you can pretty much, if you're that good and you have the right strategy, you can rely on good rebounding, you can rely on close second chance points, and you should be able to rely on free throw shooting. Three-point shooting comes and goes. So I, I, right. will, I will say, uh, Travis, they're a good tournament team if, if Boots is healthy. If yeah. he comes no, back yeah. and plays to how we know he can play because he has this calming effect on Wade well, Taylor. He, he's exactly right. He and calms he, everything down, and he right? Gets to, I mean, when you need a basket, he has a and great he, way of And he driving. can go get a yes. basket. Yeah. And, and really through that stretch uh, before he got got hurt, um, there he was running the point as much yeah. as Wade was, letting Wade run basically the two and getting him open for shots. I, I, so. I don't know what you think. I, I, I don't think Obasiki can run the point. 
uh, personally. He's just a guy without a position. He is. Yeah. He doesn't have a position. He, he's he's a perfectly good backup point when you need a guy who and can he handle can, it a little bit. And, and, and he went back kind of Saturday to his out-of-control ways. You know, mm-hmm. against Memphis, he was so good. He played within himself. He drove when it was there. He attacked the basket. And, and, and then Saturday, you know, he's throwing up some shots, uh, not taking care of the ball. And it's like, he's going to have to be more concerned. Because I think, Travis, I think they need him. If we're talking yeah. about tournament, if we're talking about what could happen in March, they really need him to, to play. He doesn't have to score 21 like he did against Memphis, but he needs to be under control. He needs to use his athleticism. And, and and drive and then dish. Yeah, and Wade's going to take fouls because he's he tries yes, to he get steals. He's yes. and, and sometimes that's going to uh, it's going to work, and sometimes it's not. He got in foul trouble. They needed him uh, in that game. When you looked at Memphis, the reason why he was so good, and Buzz kind of hinted at this, Memphis was keying in on Wade yes. Taylor and Henry Coleman, and they weren't a great saying, defensive team gonna, either. If, if you're going if Manny Obaski is going to beat us, we're going to let him beat us. Yes, and he, he did a pretty good job at if if they're going to. Take away guys, Manny's going to score points. By but, the way, Memphis got a good win this weekend. I don't remember who they beat, uh, but they got a nice win. They showed yeah. back up in the top twenty-five as a result. You know, back to what you said earlier, Travis. This is an interesting rebounding team because what they've mastered is that tip out. Yes, I'm telling you what, Anderson yes. Garcia. Anderson Garcia is a beast. He is unbelievable. He is. How many tips he gets? And, yeah. I mean, he's just like I keep like I always say. He reminds me of AM's version of Rodman. He does all the, the yes, dirty, he does. nasty. Yes, he does. You know, it, a lot of stuff doesn't even show up in the box. Court. And his passing is really good. It's really good. For a big yes. guy, he's a good passer. Um, but yeah, I, you know, if you could, if he could just get a little bit more of a finish, yes. he's, he's an NBA guy. But he yes. just doesn't have that, that offensive finish right now. Yeah, I always, I always refer to him as Anderson Rodman. Yeah, know? no, <laughs> he needs it. Hey, uh, Rodman played how many years, Bob, Bob uh, being long that guy? time, yes. Clemson. Uh, yeah, they beat Clemson, Clemson, which was undefeated, right? Mm-hmm. I think at the time. Clemson, so it was a good win for them. Nine, no, yeah, Clemson's 9-1 now. And yes. 25 and Ken Palm. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that was a, that was a nice win for them. That helped, uh, that helped A&M, mm-hmm. frankly. a went all the way up to 16 in the net, and then it settled back to 21. So, the, t- today, they're today they're 21. They were 23 before the game, correct? 23 before the game. I think when, after uh, Memphis won that Clemson game, they mm-hmm. went up all the way up to 16. Oh, okay. And have settled back kind of okay. in at 21, which, okay, great, perfect. Oh, now, yeah, That's I a, mean. A good spot look, to be. Yeah, because I, as we've talked about, you know, I I don't know how much of the LSU game you, you got to see before that game. Uh, didn't look good. Well, they can't defend. Yeah. They, they've got guys that can score. I mean, they've got, and they're huge. It's the football team is playing Holy basketball. Holy crud, yes, they're <laughs> huge. But but they do not. Yes, I said that. I tweeted it out. I said they must be looking at the football team because they got lots of offense and no defense. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I don't, you know, I don't think they're going to be much. No, I, 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 think, I think this might be as, A&M should be a favorite in almost every game this, this, this SEC run. Uh, and I mean, I think that was well stated early on with where they were picked to finish in the the, the, mm-hmm. the, the preseason poll. Right. And I think from what I've seen and what I've seen around the uh, SEC, um, they they should be favored in about every game except for Tennessee and maybe Kentucky. Yeah. And even on, at home, they they could they get be a Kentucky favorite. at home. Yeah. 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 
And they play home and home against Tennessee, right? I believe so. Yeah, I'll, I'll I think I that. think they do. You know, another guy that we haven't talked about that shows real signs every now and then, and then wasn't so good shooting the ball. And he, it, I guess Houston was Jace Carter. Yes, and there's and he's got a beautiful such shot. A pretty every shot. time mm-hmm. he releases it, you're thinking the balls. And when it goes in, it's like, well, yeah, that that should happen. He mm-hmm. looks so good, like he does. He's, shooting. he's smooth. And, you know, there's times when he goes, okay, it's coming on. And then, you know, he's one out of seven against Houston. But, but again, I, I go back to this shooting thing, Travis, and I know what, where the, their bread and butter is, is getting second shots, right? Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's predicated on them pounding the boards, and they've done that. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they were, I think they're second this week maybe again. Uh, in, in the stats, I, I looked. I have the SEC stats, and I hadn't gotten through it yet. Now. But but look, they they need somebody, somebody in my mind, other than Wade Taylor. That and and Wade hasn't done it consistently. He 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 streaks that can knock down a shot every now and then. Yeah, and is- and not have the other team just pack the paint and dare them to shoot sure. the basketball. Sure. They're, they're number one in offensive rebounding percentage at 45%, which is That's amazing. unreal. Yeah. And second in offensive rebounds per game at 17. Yeah. They're second in the nation in second chance points per game at 17.9. Wow. Uh, they had 21 against Houston. Yes. Uh, and uh, second in the nation in second chance points percentage of points on second chance at 23% <clears throat> of their points come from Second chance point. So I had uh, I, I played some of Kelvin Sampson's post game, and he said exactly what I thought. He said this game is going to help both teams down the road, and that's mm-hmm. what I thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this was a March game that was played Saturday. Great environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty pro Houston. I would say very pro Houston. But I was, was surprised. I was surprised that the that the Aggie fans, some of them, did come out. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I expected, but but the place they had the end zones curtained off, right? Right. And I guess a Toyota holds about 18. So I'm thinking it was 14,000 seats. I never did see the official. I didn't either. Wait it a reminds me a lot of a game I went to down there against Arizona. 12,152. So I, I, that's probably about right. Yeah. Remember when they played Arizona down there? They came yes. all the way back. And yes. Lost. Yes. And just felt I know. the same feeling. Yeah, you know? no, I, I get that. But, but. Man, Houston is really, really yeah, good. They are. I mean, they. I'm just telling you, if they win the whole thing, uh, I'm not going to be surprised. Well, I, I always like Cryer at Baylor too. Oh, you know he's I mean? a player, man. Yes, he I mean, player. he he is a player, and and they're just they're just really good. And like I said, if they win it all, I won't be surprised. So the fact that, and I love the intensity. That's the other thing. It was a March intensity, and and Samson talked about this too. It looked like the old Southwest Conference. Like right? mm-hmm. we're playing a team that's ninety miles away, and both teams, man, got after it. Did and you, I mean, from start to finish, it was intense. You going back to the five slam of jams? Yes, I am. The wall. Yes, I am. <laughs> awesome. Did you play yes, the I, quote? Call, I called a couple of those. Did games. you play the quote from Samson that it said it, it feels like you're cousins? You got, you got in a fight with your cousin yes. at the family reunion. Yeah, and the, yeah, and the parents had to come break it up. Yeah, that was a good quote. But, I like that. But it, it was intense. And I, and again, I think that will serve this team well. Right mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. now. They play two games, two bye games, that I'm going to be extremely disappointed if we're looking going, yeah, they won by 12, but they were terrible. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you, you need to drive these next two teams. I, I, I mean, no doubt, put the game out of reach 
and, and, and do what you're supposed to do against these two teams. I, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised is if, if they can get up pretty big at halftime. If it's like, um, was it the, the Commerce game, where basically the whole second half yes. was just the, the, the And I'm okay string. with that, okay? Because, because I'm okay with an ugly second half if they have a 25-point lead at halftime. Sure, because I, I think one of the things that Buzz has kind of emphasized on what's the, the give um, from doing the schedule like they did this year is they don't get the minutes for their their you know the Bryce uh, Lindsay's yes. and those kind of guys and I wouldn't be surprised if those guys got a lot of play in these next two games and and Wade and Henry I, I wouldn't be surprised if Henry got a lot of rest in these next two games if they could that'd be great just he needs it I don't know with where where he is with that ankle I mean look they should not need him against either of these no. next two opponents Right. No. Yeah, if they I mean, wanted that, to sit him out, they should sit him out. They only played nine guys against Houston, right? And mm-hmm. yeah. Lawrence was only in there for a little bit, just a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah, so, but yeah. That, yeah. But look, they can bring other guys against these other oh, teams. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right, we need a break. We'll take a break. Uh, Rusty Burson is here. Travis Brown is here. Our writers' roundtables presented on Mondays. Uh, brought to you by 808 Technologies and Lucko Ranch Pond Management. We will be back on the 8th of January, so it's going to be a little while. Uh, not doing a show on Christmas. I wanted to, but the management here said, hey, take Christmas off. You know, just why don't you, you work so hard? Take off on Christmas, and I said, "Okay, I'll do that." But I want to, but I want to be here January first because that's that. By God, that's bowl day. And they went, "No, no, we're we're carrying all the games here. You take the first off too." And I said, "Okay, I will." Really broke on January because my daughter's getting married January sixth. Oh my gosh, yes. you will be. Yes. I'll I'll try to uh, save like a coupon a food coupon i would appreciate especially if it's for toast (laughs) well i'm gonna work on that i'm gonna see what we can do to get some that's probably what i can afford some famous toastery toast here on the show hey seriously call those people tomorrow in in charlotte (laughs) and tell them we we want some product okay We're, we're gonna get some product all right uh kairos truck center highway 21 half mile east of the bypass uh, get yourself a Christmas gift with a zero-turn rider mower, a 2023 mower from Ferris or Cub Cadet. David Hogan's been doing this a long time. The Hogan family grew up here. David grew up here, ain't going anywhere. He's going to be here to stand behind every sale he makes at Kairish, and now's the time to do it. While they have a few 2023 models left at the 2023 prices. Because you're going to go in there in March when the grass starts growing. And it's going to cost you a little more. I mean, that's okay. But they've got zero money down and 0% interest right now. So go see David by the end of the year and make a deal. It's Kairos Truck Center, Highway 21, half mile east of the bypass in Bryan. Eight oh eight Technologies combines over forty years of experience in electronics integration, specializing in sound, video, automation, and networking for both residential and commercial applications. The result is unmatched performance visually, sonically, and functionally. For the next level in custom electronic design and installation, contact eight oh eight Technologies for a free consultation at eight oh eight Tech.net. That's eight oh eight Tech.net.
For more than 20 years, Lucko Ranch Pond and Lake Management has been the trusted partner for comprehensive private lake and pond management services throughout Texas and its surrounding states. Lucko's pond design and construction services can build a new lake or improve an existing one, and the stocking and fisheries management can create a sport fishery or trophy bass hotspot. Contact us online at LuckoRanch.com, spelled L-O-C-H-O-W, LuckoRanch.com. For your car, your home, your business too, Acme Glass takes care of you. For over 60 years, we're the clear leader. Our quality and value keeps shining through. For repair and replacement on all kinds of glass, you can trust Acme for quality that lasts. Where quality and value keep shining through, Acme Glass, we're the this portion of our program brought to you by West Webb Albritton and Gentry. When you need legal advice, it stands to reason you want a law firm with experienced attorneys. West Webb Albritton and Gentry has a well-earned reputation for integrity and a large team of professionals to meet your personal and commercial legal needs. Services include construction, banking, real estate, medical and health law, and estate planning, just to name a few. Call 694-7000 or online at westweblaw.com. West Webb has offices throughout the state with the principal office in College Station. Happy holidays, folks, wherever you may be. You know Dasher and Dancer and That's the late great Gene Autry right there. Welcome back to Riders Roundtable. Brought to you by Lucko Ranch, Pond Management, and 808 Technologies. We're with Travis Brown of the Eagle, and Rusty Burson is with us. Uh, tomorrow, we get to hear from Elijah Robinson and uh, a couple of the players, I think, Travis. <clears throat> we do, and I'm going to be really interested to hear what Elijah Robinson has to say about what the arrangement was or the organization was between this staying as interim head coach yes. but also the duties that he has with Syracuse. I think yep. that's on a a lot of people's minds and on his thoughts on that. So that but would be, the, you know, the last time he, he was in front of us, he said, look, I told everyone that I was going to coach the bowl game mm-hmm. uh, that uh, that came to me for jobs. And apparently there was more than one. Right. And, and this is a pretty unique. And by situation. the way, I, I, I commend him for it. Right. I mean, yeah. I commend him. Yeah. Because nine and a half out of ten coaches, they're gone. Sure. I think that I think that that is great. I I do think it's inter- It's it's a pretty unique experience with how the transfer portal has become what it's become mm-hmm. with the early signing period with coach uh, administrations firing coaches earlier to get ahead of that. Yep. That you, these situations there, there's not a full book on necessarily how to handle these situations, and it'll be interesting to hear a little bit about what the if if they del- divulge what the conversations were about that how that's organized and and how weird is it that one day we get the interim coach and the next day we get the incoming coach to talk about recruiting Mm -hmm. i mean i don't remember i've been here a long time i don't remember that isn't recruiting less important than it's ever been though i mean because of the portal i I, it just depends on your it's if if you want to talk pro, it's are you are you drafting your team or are you free agenting your team? Right. You know, and it's different pro organizations have different takes on yes. how they do that, and different college. How do you program. build your team? You know, and and, and the I, part of me thinks the portal is a little risky. It's a little high risk, high, high reward 
type thing because you're going to bring a guy in and and he might have been great in the MAC, but is he going to be great in the SEC? Whereas if you can bring in a guy um, that's a, a high school freshman that you can mold a little bit, I, I don't know. You know, it's, it's so you bring up something, Travis, and I I think I don't know if you agree with this or not, but part of the issue with Jimbo's staff over six years was player development to me. Oh, we yeah. did no, we did not see, did we enough? Uh, progress being made with four and five star recruits. At least I'm talking for myself. Yeah, I, I think you could you could definitely say that, especially when you look at offensive line. Yes, uh, especially deep, deep Re- a little receiving core. I mean, just I mean, I, I'm sure. just looking at all kinds of positions, and I, I just we just didn't see that. Sure, I think yeah, I think that that is a, a perfectly good uh, opinion. Yeah, so we we. We want to see more of that. It doesn't matter if you're bringing in a guy from outside, if you're bringing in a high school freshman that's a two-star. I just, I just want to see right a, a, a team on the field that's, that's well-coached. Well, it's interesting, though, because you can, if you bring a five-star quarterback in, right, it's okay for that guy to sit one year. But he's going to be gone if, he, if he's yes. going to sit two years. You can't manage. Yeah. But if you're you know, opportunistic and you get – a quarterback from the portal, like say, I mean, we, we watched the Heisman Trophy. All those guys were transferred, yes. right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that seems to me, I know it's dangerous, but it seems to me more logical now to like, get a quarterback who's already played, mm-hmm. and you already seen that. Mm-hmm. Especially if he's coming out like a program like Oklahoma. Or, sure. If you don't have a quarterback, yeah, I really want to get in there. Yeah. And then I see, you know, Georgia's going to lose all these guys, and I'm like, Every one of their players is just like Alabama's. Like, man, I'm, if I'm A&M or anybody else in the SEC, I'm trying to get those guys. Yeah. And the other thing that, exactly. can't, that can't be understated is, and, you know, going back to basketball, Buzz talked about this a couple years ago. If you get the guy out of the portal, unless he is on the fast track to graduation, he's not going anywhere uh, right. for that second time. I mean, now there's court cases and all kinds of weirdness going around with that. But for the most part – you, you've locked the guy in, you're not, and if he's good, you're not necessarily going to run the risk, at least until he graduates, uh, of losing him again. Well, so there's it, that factor, too. It's like the basketball. We'll go back to the end of Memphis game, and I was like, you know, David Jones, he's like, okay, St. John's is, is a basketball school, but not the kind that they used to be, you know what I yes. mean? And so I was like, man, that's a nice pickup. I mean, because mm-hmm. that guy is just going off, right? By the way, I've been having a wonderful time watching Hassan Diara for UConn. He's mm. playing very well. Yeah, I just thought I'd throw that out there. <laughs> yeah, true. Well, it just you never know. I mean, you know, when Oregon picked up Bo Nix, I was like, what a waste that exactly. is. Exactly. I mean, because he, we saw him, he was awful yes. at Auburn. Yes. And yet he makes that much progress where he's in New York City. And you know, with quarterbacks, we've seen this for years and years and years, you, you, whether it's college or whether it's pro. It's the system. It's the coach, right? It's the players around him. You could have a guy like Bo Nix and, and, and what he's become. None of us, I don't think, would ever, that watched him a couple of times, would ever say, oh, that guy's going to win a Heisman Trophy, right? Or right. he's, he's going to be right up there uh, vying for a Heisman Trophy, ever. But he gets to a system and apparently a coach, and, and he, he's just, like, unbelievable. And I think when you look at the portal, it definitely makes an impact what position you're talking about. Yep. I think yep. quarterbacks, I think the portal was – made for quarterbacks yes. and and finding that spot 
traditionally, and I'm speaking anecdotally here, I know, offensive linemen, yes. the portal hasn't really been a place to get an offensive lineman. Yep. Right. Um, and, and I don't know the numbers, but it just you don't hear of a lot of, oh, man, that offensive lineman came over from such and such, and he made – you kind of have to develop those guys The one year system. Arkansas beat A&M, it seemed like they got a bunch of offensive linemen out of the portal, that they had changed their – I mean, they. Well, just, their head coach was an old line coach too, right. so That's he true. knew what to look That's for. True. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It just, it, I, I'm again, anecdotally, it just seems like offensive line isn't a great place. Defensive tackle is a great place in the portal. Yeah. Secondary seems to be a little hit or miss at times, yeah. and so it, it kind of feels like it depends depends on the position a little bit too, with the small sample size that we have from how knew the portal is and the one time transfer. I just is. think that, like you said, the quarterback seems like it's made for that position so i don't know if you if you're not wasting time sometimes trying to go after the five-star high school kid mm-hmm. you know i mean sure that's great if he comes in but you're gonna have to have a situation where you better have a veteran up there because yeah if he comes in and you expect him to sit for two years yeah he's probably gonna go right right yeah that's just the way it is right but you then and but then there's that you got to have your what what, the, the, what does the backup quarterback look like? Where do you where True. do you do you are you portaling for the back backup quarterback? Is that the guy that you're getting out of high school? It might have been the three star that you're training. It's man, it's it's just such it's weird and to see how different teams. It's are a poker game. It. There's no question well, about it, it. It's just like I was wondering, you know, how much more money was Cryer getting at Houston than Baylor's? Like, I mean, because. Why else would he but Houston go? lost a great player, Tremaine Mark, who's oh, yeah. been there since the beginning. Yeah. I'm going, why is he uh, – Arkansas, I think. He went to Arkansas maybe. I think that's right. And I'm going, what is he leaving U of H for? Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm going, well, it's got to be money. Well, no, I mean, why else would you do it? I was saying the same thing. He's starting. Yeah. I mean, Cryer, same thing. Yeah. I mean, they, he was on the national championship team three years ago. Exactly. So it's like – Got to be for money, right? I would think. That that is one of the big speculations. But I think that the one thing that you always have to remember with recruiting, and this was the case before NIL was even a thing, was, man, every kid has a different take on whether it's proximity to home, wanting his family to be there, wanting to get away from home, wanting to play for just this coach. I mean, you look at some of the guys that might – potentially rumors out there that might be going to Syracuse because they want to play for Elijah Robinson. And you're like, Syracuse? That's a right. long way you know, away. Right. It's really right. cold and, up there. And, and, and so, <laughs> right. it, man, there's so many little factors that go in, but you, you can't tuck under the rug, the the brush under the rug, the the impact that money c- can have on this. It, it, it's just so complicated. It is, and you know, I've talked to a bunch of these folks who are actually – contributing huge sums of this money mm-hmm. and it's like man it's in it, the organization it takes to oversee all that is fascinating and you know i mean they've got full-time staff that is re- so, so i i made this statement a couple of years ago when this was when we were seeing what's going to happen and i and i don't know if this is right or not rusty since you're closer to that but i'm thinking you, you come to a couple of these guys who give a lot of money and you go, look, we need a five-star quarterback. And what I'm going to say is, well, you came to me last year and you needed a five-star quarterback and you got one and he didn't turn out or he went somewhere else 
And now you're asking me to put up that same kind of money this year to get another five-star quarterback. I'm thinking these guys aren't stupid. They got rich. And I'm going, I don't know if I want to make that same mistake twice. What do you think? Well, I mean, it's a good point. But, but these guys are understand the risks up front. And now that they're able to give through the university, it's like, you know, it's not the same as giving for the capital improvements. That was the the name of the game for so long. Now they feel like they actually have a part. So what's that going to do to capital improvements? I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be – that's still the arm race. I don't think that is. I think the arms race now is how much can you pay these players – and if it's going to come down to six figures here or seven figures there, I mean, that's going to be the deciding factor. And it's going to help the A&Ms and Texases and the rich oil-backed, you know, mm-hmm. alums with huge alumni bases mm-hmm. versus, you know, the smaller schools that's going to hurt them for the most part. But to Chip's point, and, and again, you know, more you have more of these conversations probably than I have, but when you looked at a, a – a, big money guy at any school and they donated to a capital campaign they're they're putting money into a facility that's going to be there for everyone to see with their name on it and big letters and it's a tangible um improvement mm-hmm. and mark on the the program and then you have these like he was saying you have i need a five-star quarterback this year well now i need a five-star quarterback this this next year and i need you to give money there's especially with how NIL is run you're you're doing this anonymously so many people they have a desire to be close to the football coach bingo yeah. or the basketball bingo. coach money gives you access exactly and in every walk of life and they love some yes. of these folks and yes. I know who they are money they really love gives you access the so they can yeah. go to lunch with their friends exactly. and say hey me and uh, Mike Elko had lunch yesterday. Mm-hmm. Right? That's a big deal for some people. Uh, right? You're right. Does does with that in mind? Does the does the bubble pop? I mean, I like like I, said, I kept I kept thinking the capital improvement bubble, the arms race was going to pop, and it never has. Because yeah, like she's saying, these guys are all of the. If, if you have that much money, you're you're not you're not dumb. You 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 did a lot of and smart and made a lot of smart investments. To get it, that money. As long as the price of oil and gas is up, that's how Kyle Field was made, right? Yep. I mean, it was going to be renovated, and then the price of oil and gas rose so high that, oh, man, all these A&M grads were flushed with money. Yep. That's what it became a half billion, I mean, renovation, as opposed to, you know, we're going to put some bells and whistles in there and, and clean out the bats. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we need a break. Passports to Texas brought to you by Zwerneman Flooring and Texas Grill Supply. As the holidays approach, it's time to create a cozy, festive atmosphere in your home. And Zorneman Flooring is here to help make your space merry and bright. From elegant hardwood to soft, luxurious carpets, we have the perfect flooring to complete your holiday decor. And just like a carefully wrapped gift, our expert team ensures flawless installation, transforming your home into a winter wonderland. Visit our showroom and let one of Santa's helpers assist with selections and make this holiday season unforgettable. Zorneman Flooring, where holiday dreams come to life. Click ZFloors.net. This is Passport to Texas. Butterflies, they flit, they flutter. And Rosaca de la Palma State Park is one of the best places to witness their flight. 
The Rio Grande Valley is one of the most ecologically diverse places in the world. Kelly Ann Cummins is a park ranger interpreter at Resaca de la Palma State Park. She says we're fortunate as that level of diversity is what attracts and provides habitat for a lot of our interesting animals, both insects, butterflies, and wildlife. Kelly says the park will see about 150 butterfly species during the year. A total of 300 are either residential or will migrate through the Rio Grande Valley annually. Coming here, it's a spoil of riches, like some of the rarest butterfly types in North America. You see them in parking lots. You see them in city parks. You see them here in this park. Um, A great way for folks to learn more, be more engaged with what they're seeing is to come to a program. The best time to go on a butterfly walk, says Kelly, is generally in the afternoon, and the later in the afternoon, the better. It's a mellow activity and gives visitors the chance to focus and enjoy the beauty of being surrounded by up to a couple thousand butterflies. It is an ideal opportunity to check in with the natural world and to enjoy the riches from the Rio Grande Valley. For more information, go to our website and search Rosaca de la Palma State Park. For Texas Parks and Wildlife, I'm Cecilia Nasty. Eight oh eight Technologies combines over forty years of experience in electronics integration, specializing in sound, video, automation, and networking for both residential and commercial applications. The result is unmatched performance visually, sonically, and functionally. For the next level in custom electronic design and installation, contact eight oh eight Technologies for a free consultation at eight oh eight Tech.net. That's eight oh eight Tech.net. Texas Grill Supply is your outdoor kitchen and entertainment specialist. We carry all seven sizes of the big green egg, gas and pellet grills, pizza ovens, and so much more. We also have barbecue accessories, including locally made seasonings. Whether you're looking to construct, update, or renovate your entire outdoor kitchen, our team is excited to help you create your outdoor dream living area. Texas Grill Supply, Aggie owned and operated one-stop local shop for all things grilling and chilling. Thanks for being with us. It's the Riders Roundtable for a Monday, the last one of 2023, brought to you by 808 Technologies and Lucko Ranch Pond Management. Tomorrow, I'm going to be visiting with director Denny Tedesco and session musician Leland Sklar, who has played bass on any popular song you can name in the last 50 years. He's been here several times and tours with La Lovett's large band in the summertime. So we're looking forward to having him on the program tomorrow. Um, gentlemen, let's talk a little uh, football, a little college football on the field, not necessarily uh, from from the other stuff going on. I had my list of all of my good bowl games here. Can you talk about the football on the field without what's going on? No, you cannot. No, you can't playing? because you don't know. No clue. I don't know. Look. I thought we were going How? back to toast. Is that not, no, 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 we're we're sending off for toast. <laughs> okay, we're okay, we're okay. going to call the people tomorrow and get some toast to give okay, away. Good deal. Uh, how does Vegas do these games now? That's I don't know. We need to call. Robert I mean, Cessna. I know I know they know more than we do. I I always know that. But my gosh, R- roving Vegas reporter Robert. How Cessna do you figure in? out number one who's going to be there? Who's going to coach? Right? Who's in the portal? Who's not playing because they're going to the NFL? And, and and then the the issue with the bowl games has always been, 
Do they want to be there? Do they not want to be there? You know, are they just there? Because in the old days, you, you guys know this, a bowl game meant money for players. Yeah. Right? It meant in they gifts. got paid. Yeah. They not did. only in gifts, but in mileage. Okay? They mm-hmm. got paid. That was the only time all year they got paid to go to a bowl game. Mm-hmm. And the farther away the bowl game was, the more you got paid. And, and now, drive. now, they're all, yes, and yeah. they drove. And now, they're getting paid anyway. So, mm-hmm. who wants to be in Houston next week, two days after Christmas, right? Who wants to spend Christmas in Houston and play Oklahoma State, I don't have a clue. It's a good question because – No clue. No. I mean, it, what what's the incentive for these guys? Well, I mean, I'm asking the same question for Oklahoma State. Who wants to be there from there? You know, they're, they're – Ollie Gordon's already going to the NFL. I mean, I don't know who's going to be on their team. We know Gundy's going to be the coach, but I don't know who he's going to be coaching. I, I'll tell you who wants to be at that game, and it's guys like – Theo Mellon-Olstrom, and guys like Jalen Henderson, and some of these guys who are going to be the the, the number twos maybe. He's auditioning for in, next year. Going to next year that's going to have a, an extra practice to mm-hmm. say, listen, hey, look what I can do. Mm-hmm. Get, look, Check out this film. I, I need to be in the running to get some actual good reps and some good snap time next year. So there, there is motivation for some of those guys, but – you know, like we, like uh, Gundy talked about in that first Zoom that we did, this isn't really the last game of 2023. This is the first game of 2024. Mm-hmm. Right. That's how these bowls kind of shape up because it is going to be so much of a spring game before the spring game. Yes. Well, well that's a great point about Henderson because, I mean, he, he wants to show, sure even though Elko's not coaching, I mean, there's no doubt he's going to be watching and watching that film saying, you know, this guy looks pretty good. You know what I mean? He, they all want to make – those guys want to make an impression. The guys are coming point. back. Yeah. I don't think any of the guys who are leaving – I mean, Sure. Maybe if you're a senior, you know, and you're not going to the NFL, yeah. sure you want to be – this is your yeah. last chance, right? Hey, you're, you're Jalen Henderson. You come out and you put up great numbers and beat Oklahoma State, and you go into spring practice, and, of course, it seems like Connor Wigman is, is going to be the guy. Hit the portal. You got great tape. You know, mm-hmm. if you graduated, you know, if you have the, the requirements or, or uh, uh, met the standards to be able to do a second transfer, go somewhere else, you know, and be a starter. Be, I, I think there is some indications. Now, if it's the team that has the most of those guys, that'll probably win. Um, but it, how many of those which, guys? Which goes you, back to your question. Yeah, I don't, have, right. I don't know who they are. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. Don't know how, don't don't have a clue. And I used to say, well, the only players that that have stayed the last few years are those in the semifinals, right? The final four. Mm-hmm. Those mm-hmm. guys are staying. No, they're not. You know, Malik Murphy just left. He went in the portal. And he said, Man, I hate this. I do not want to do this. I want to play in that or I want to be with my team in that game. But Calendar's in, in order, change. in order to, in, in yeah, order to, that's a get, great point. Calendar's got to change. Yes, because I mean, this I is, mean, that's ridiculous, this is, isn't it? This mm-hmm. is you have uh, free agency opening the day before the NFL draft, right? Like, yeah, just it, it makes no it, sense. And it, it's, it's free agency opening during the NFL draft, being played during the second round of the playoffs. But, but that goes that goes to what we've talked about all along. There's no leadership, right? There's there's nobody to to. To, to say this is how we're going to do Nor things. Nor is there any loyalty. Or loyalty. It's like it's the 
it's like opening up free agency for every baseball player, every single one, the day the playoffs start. Mm -hmm. It's like, I mean, so are you going to stick with your team because y'all have made it to the playoffs, or are you going to go to the highest bidder? Right? Which I, I, it has to change because this is this is actually I, there's a lot that's happened in college football that a lot of people said that's it I'm out and I'm like okay no I can see how this is good you know but that's not true because the, the ratings the are ratings up. are right, up right there's, there's, off there's the a charts. lot of people that say that I know but one thing that bugs me the most is the awards now the the thing it roster building has become the ultimate crowning jewel. Yes. And with this system, it's not winning a championship necessarily. It's, well, okay, I need to get ahead to build the roster for next year. Or, or even, you know, going to win the, the Peach Bowl when it's not in the rotation. That mm -hmm. was always winning a BCS Bowl was always a big deal. Yes, it even was. Even if it wasn't the national championship yeah. game, that yeah. was a big deal. It was a big deal for AM to win at Orange well, Bowl in yeah. yeah, well, that's really going to change when 12. Right, right. right. But, the, but then there's the, the BCS Bowl is now just making the playoff uh, in that. But, man, it just the fact that roster building, recruiting, uh, the, the way you finish in your team rankings, the way that you hit the portal almost means more – than the wins and losses. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, absolutely. That, that is achy to me. I don't know. It's Gentlemen, I think we've head. solved all of the problems that we can solve in an hour today. <laughs> you guys have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Yeah, and you got. And yeah, I'll see. see I'll see toast. you both at the basketball game Friday night. Sure will. Yep. All right. See, we we got real fans here. But I'm only coming. Back We're getting to the, the toast. Studio for toast. I will get yeah, the toast. Okay? We're calling yeah. tomorrow. All right. We're gonna get the toast and tomorrow. To you need to get them to throw in a toaster too. Well, we're gonna get swag. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what they have, but hey, we're we're I, getting the swag. I have a toaster that toasts with the Rangers logo on the toast. So bring that in there. There you go. Done. Party. It's a party. I bring the bread. You bring the toaster. <laughs> Rusty Burson, Travis Brown of the Eagle, join us here on this Monday. My thanks to them. Hey, uh, David Gardner is. They're down the home stretch, folks. Right. They're open through Saturday of this week, but after that, I mean, good luck. I'm just saying, if you want to go to David Gardner's and, and get a piece of jewelry, they've got the Tudor Black Bay watches there. They have got Rolex watches. They have got David Yearman jewelry. They have original DG designs, 40th anniversary pieces of work that David did, just special. Make this a Christmas to remember. David Gardner's Jewelers, 911 University Drive. For more than 20 years, Lucko Ranch Pond and Lake Management has been the trusted partner for comprehensive private lake and pond management services throughout Texas and its surrounding states. Lucko's pond design and construction services can build a new lake or an improve an existing one, and the stocking and fisheries management can create a sport fishery or trophy bass hotspot. Contact us online at LuckoRanch.com, spelled L-O-C-H-O-W, LuckoRanch.com. 808 Technologies combines over 40 years of experience in electronics integration, specializing in sound, video, automation, and networking for both residential and commercial applications. The result is unmatched performance visually, sonically, and functionally. For the next level in custom electronic design and installation, contact 808 Technologies for a free consultation at 808tech.net. That's 808tech.net. We're done here. We're back tomorrow. We'll talk to you then.